Hello and welcome to this vidcast which is devoted to WeWork and how SoftBank might be the one who is going to rescue WeWork in the future. The debacle of WeWork has widely been commented and documented in articles, commented by journalists, commented by academics. And it's true that starting from an IPO, which was supposed to evaluate the company at the level of $47 billion, to end on rescuing a firm from bankruptcy, that's named a deep dive. Now, there were plenty of comments on the personality of the CEO, uh, on his um, curious behavior, and some business practices, uh, such as buying a premise for himself and then renting it to WeWorks. That's named conflict of interest. There were also plenty of comments on the supposedly end of an easy money period and about some entrepreneurs who were more motivated by making a lot of money with punchy financial communications and actually creating value for their investors. I have absolutely nothing against those statements, but I would like to focus more this vidcast on the rescuer, on the personality of the rescuer, Masayoshi San, and of course on SoftBank. SoftBank was created by Masayoshi San in, in 1981, and he still holds uh, more than 21% of the company. A very good idea in 1995, SoftBank invests $100 million to buy one-third of Yahoo shares, and the amount will be increased later. That's a great investment with plenty of value creation. Even better, in 1999, SoftBank becomes a holding firm and invests $20 million, then $100 million in Alibaba shares. The value of this equity stake is today more than $100 billion, even though SoftBank has already sold some shares. Now, the value of the Alibaba shares in SoftBank is more than the total value of SoftBank. So it is as if all the other assets owned by SoftBank have a negative value. We'll go back to this point in terms of financial communication in a few minutes. Well, uh, after 99, there is a difficult period because there is the explosion of the internet bubble and SoftBank will be close to bankruptcy. Some people mention a loss of about $70 billion. The company will survive and there will be a turnaround. In 2006, SoftBank buys Vodafone Japan. It will be the beginning of domestic telecommunication operations for SoftBank with SoftBank Corp. And SoftBank Corp was listed in December 2018. 2013, a very important move. Uh, SoftBank buys 70% of Sprint for about $21-22 billion. The merger has been announced with T-Mobile US and we are going to discuss the financial communication around this merger a little bit later. Very important acquisition, ARM, for $32 billion in 2016. It's a high-tech firm which is very much focusing on the electronic components and it is a little bit the, the R&D center of SoftBank. Then two major moves. SoftBank Vision Fund number one in 2017 for almost $100 billion, plus a, a smaller one which is named Delta Fund. And as money spent, another fund, SoftBank Vision Fund number two, announced in August 2019 for $108 billion. What does it mean $100 billion invested in tech firms? 
Well, if you look at statistics and 2018, the total amount of money invested by the North American Venture Capital Association is $131 billion. And if you take the deals whose value is more than $50 million, they represent $81 billion. If you consider that any deal for SoftBank Vision Fund is more than 100 million and the company has invested 100 billion, it's more than one year of venture cap, which is absolutely huge. Now, if you look at the size of each and every deal, it's about billions. If you take uh, DD, it's about five something, WeWork, Uber for nine billion, GM Cruise. And when you compare that with uh, venture capital funds such as Andreas Enorovitz of Sequoia, it's much, much, much more. Now, back to SoftBank Vision Fund number two. It's about, again, 108 billion after 100 billion have been already spent in the first fund. And who is in the list of investors? SoftBank, obviously, but nice names such as Apple, Microsoft, Foxconn, a number of uh, Japanese insurance companies. Apple is investing $1 billion, again, after $1 billion in the first fund. But $1 billion for Apple, what does it mean? It's about one week of free cash flow. It's about pocket money. Now, SoftBank is going to contribute to the second fund to the level of 38 billion US dollars, which is absolutely huge. Now, what is very interesting when you look at the website of SoftBank is a permanent historical and cultural reference, which is mentioned by Masayoshi's son. And the name of the person who is in the middle of the picture is Sakamoto Ryoma. Now, who is uh, Sakamoto Ryoma? This person was a great reformer and he was extremely active in a very special moment in Japanese history, which is named the Revolution of the Restoration, the Meiji Restoration uh, in uh, 1867, by the way, which is the end of the Shogunate and it's the end of the era of the Tokugawa Shogunate. Now, what characterizes after 700 years of shogunate, their major restoration, is it is the return of the emperor of the Tenno in the operational management of the country's affairs. During 700 years, uh, who is in charge of managing day-to-day operations? The shogunate, and especially during 200 and more years, the Tokugawa clan and family. The emperor is in charge of cultural and religious affairs, not business affairs, I would say, or the management of the country. This is going to dramatically change when Commodore Perry is, quote, visiting Japan in 1853 and imposing, opening the doors of the country to impose trade. At that time, uh, Sakamoto Ryoma is 18 years old, and it's fascinating to observe that a bunch of young people are going to completely shake up uh, Japan. Now, Sakamoto Ryoma is going to create a company whose name is Kayantai, and it's the first real Japanese joint stock company. The logo of Kayanta is going to inspire Masayoshi-san in the design of the logo of SoftBank. So there is a very strong cultural reference. And what does Masayoshi-san say? He says, I would like to shake up the world. These people during the Meiji Restoration, they said, we would like to shake up Japan, but now the objective is the world. And how will I shake up the world? Well, with artificial intelligence. And the motto of Masayoshi-san is, I want to bring brain computer to life. 
It's going to take time. It's going to consume a lot of money, but I will do it. Now, there are some interesting characteristics of the Meiji Restoration. Uh, sorry for my terrible Japanese accent, but one is named Sono Joy. Sono Joy is a Japanese political philosophy and a social movement which dates back to、um, the 1850s and 60s. What does it mean? It means revere the emperor and expel the barbarians. Sometimes it was also translated respect the emperor and expel the foreign barbarians. The second characteristic is also very important and it's going to be commented in the next slides about the philosophy and the management of the company. It's Wakon Yosai, which means Japanese spirit. And Western learning. And we are going to observe that in terms of Western learning, Masayoshi san is an expert. Now, the third characteristic I would like just to open to your eyes is the central role of the emperor. Now, if you look at、uh, the SoftBank Vision Fund, how many people are working there? 47 employees at a whole to manage a fund which is investing $100 billion. It means central role of the emperor. And you understand that the emperor is Masayoshi san himself. Now, a few examples about how to use Western learning. And instruments. SoftBank was the owner of a very high equity stake in NVIDIA and they wanted to sell the equity stake. But the intuition of Masayoshi san was that the stock price might go down. So, in order to secure, to hedge the sale of the shares, what did they do? They used a collar. A collar is an integrated and structured financial strategy which mobilizes buying and selling options. And then the sale was perfectly hedged, which demonstrates that、um, this team has a perfect knowledge of sophisticated market instruments. The second example I would like to mention with you, because it's about playing with figures, is the sale and the merge of Sprint with T Mobile US. The communication is we tripled the equity value and we generated a 21% internal rate of return. That's a rather embellished presentation of reality. How is it presented by SoftBank in its financial communication? Well, when we bought the equity stake, we paid 2.1 trillion Japanese yen. But the 2.1 trillion was in fact financed by equity 0.4 and debt 1.7. Now we are selling for 2.9 trillion. 2.9 trillion minus 1.6, no more 1.7, I don't know why. Borrowing is 1.3. Trillion shareholder value. So the 0.4 of equity and shareholder value is transformed into 1.3. That's fantastic. You multiply by three, and the internal rate of return is 21% over six years. That's great performance.、Um, there are two things which are a little bit curious in the presentation. Well, we bought for 2.1 and sold for 2.9. It's not exactly true. When the company paid 2.1, it was 21 billion US. That's absolutely great. When SoftBank and T Mobile US signed the agreement on the 29th of April 2018, what is the deal? It's a share transaction. So one Sprint share is going to be sold against 0.1. Almost T-Mobile US share. The value of the T-Mobile US share is 57 USD. 
And if you multiply one by the other, you understand that SoftBank is selling for 21 billion US dollars, something which was acquired for 21 US billion dollars. And so the internal rate of return is zero. But from the moment they signed the agreement in April 2018 to the moment where the American authorities gave their approval, which is August 2019, T-Mobile US stock price went up from 57 to 77. It's an increase in 35%. And this is due to the quality of execution of T-Mobile US, the increase in the number of customers, the increase in the earnings per share, and it has nothing to do with Sprint. So in fact, the profit and the capital gain which is made by SoftBank is the result of the quality of execution, not of Sprint, but of T-Mobile US. Then the first point, the second point is, okay, when we bought for 2.1 trillion, in fact, we only use 0.4 trillion for equity. So you introduce a kind of leverage effect, but leverage effect has nothing to do with the quality of your investment. It's about financing. And then it's easy to say 0.4 is becoming 1.3 because of the increase in the value of T-Mobile US shares. And in addition to that, as there were some borrowings, we tripled the value of the equity, when in fact the increase in the value of the investment itself was 0%. So you understand that these people are quite good at presenting the figures in a nice way, which is absolutely not the consequence of a mediocre investment valuation. Third example, in February 2019, Masayoshi San is presenting the accounts of the company and explaining to the investors that clearly SoftBank is underpriced by the market. He's going to mention Einstein and the famous equation E equals MC square. And he's going to say, we have a new equation at SoftBank, which is 25 minus 4 is 9. Why? Because the value of all the equities at SoftBank is 25. The cost of debt is 4. So 25 minus 4 should be the value of SoftBank. So the normal value of SoftBank on the capital market should be the value of all its assets minus the value of debt. 25 minus 4 should be 21 but it is not 9, and the value of SoftBank is 9. So you understand that you are underpricing SoftBank. The consequence will be that within a few weeks, the stock price of SoftBank will go up from 8,400 yen to 10,000 yen. Of course, it's an increase of 20% in the value of SoftBank, but 9 plus 20% is about 11, and 11 is not 21. It's not 25 minus 4, which basically means that the markets do not trust that much Masayoshi San in the management of SoftBank holding firm. Last, an interesting example, presentation of the accounts end of the first semester 2019. Earnings after tax bottom line is up by 250%. Wow, even though the operating income shows a small drop. But when you look at the small drop of the operating income, you have uh, the reduction in the value of some listed asset, which is exactly compensated by an unrealized gain of an investment. So you take an equity stake in the portfolio of assets, you increase the value making your own calculations. These calculations are not audited by any outside expert. And you say, okay, the devaluation, the capital loss is exactly compensated by the uh, capital gain, which is not realized. And we made the calculations by ourselves. 
So you understand that the operating income is almost stable because we increase the value by ourselves without any support from external consulting firm or investment bank. We increase the value of our assets by ourselves again. And why the earnings are up by 250% when the operating income is stable? Or just because we introduce some non-operating income, uh, which is about the capital gain realized on Alibaba shares. But Alibaba shares, it's the past, it's not the future, and it's a long history of the company, not its ability to really realize capital gains today. Now, what was recently announced? SoftBank and SoftBank Vision Fund, they already invested 10.65 billion US dollars. Now, there will be an additional contribution of $9.5 billion to expel Adam Neumann, a barbarian, and other shareholders so that uh, uh, SoftBank takes the control of the firm, 80%, 100%, and secures also some long-term debt financing. Now, the cash which will be actually available for WeWork is about $5 billion, possibly complemented by a line of credit of $1.75 billion. But when you look at the amount of cash available at the end of the first semester of 2019, it's $2.5 billion. And the company is consuming $2.5 billion each and every semester. So at the end of the day, at the end of 2019, there will be nothing left in the bank account. If you put $5 billion in the bank account of the company, you have the possibility to run the business during an additional one year. Adam Neumann will remain as a board observer, not a board member, and is going to remain as a consultant. So we are all waiting for the accurate recommendations of the consultant. Marcello Clowry, who is today the chief operating officer of SoftBank, will be appointed executive chairman of WeWork. But what is interesting with this gentleman is that he founded Brightstar, which was acquired by SoftBank. When you observe what is currently happening with Brightstar, stagnating sales and zero profit. When Brightstar was acquired by SoftBank, there was a goodwill which was paid to Marcello Clower, among other investors. And this goodwill was 60 billion Japanese yen. There have been impairments, and the 60 is now 6 billion. So Brightstar is not exactly a success. In addition to that, um, Marcello Clowry was the CEO of Sprint. And Sprint is a company which did not create any value over six years except paying dividends. So the question is, is it a credible track record to run the business operations of WeWork? Now, if we go back to WeWork, you understand that Masayoshi San is an outstanding financier. That's obvious. He was a fantastic investor when he bought Alibaba and Yahoo shares. But it's the past. He is very much centralizing business operations and he is the central emperor, the Tenno. What are his objectives? What is his utility function? Is it about power? Is it about long-term influence? Is it about conquering the tech world? Or is it about profit for investors? That's interesting because it raises a question of, is it a new paradigm for capitalism? Is it about long-term influence and power? Or again, is it about shareholders' return? But now, 
What about WeWork? What does WeWork need for the next uh, years? Well, a normal and transparent financial and operating governance, that's for sure. The company needs quality of execution. The company needs outstanding user experience. And as a consequence, it will transform loss and cash out of about $2 billion per year into profit and positive free cash flow. So the company needs a true industrial operator and not somebody who is very nice at playing with the figures. Now, SoftBank brings cash and cash is just short-term survival. WeWork needs quality execution. So the challenge of the future will be for WeWork to transform this cash amount today in profitability and sustainable performance for the future. So you understand that it's not the end. It's just the beginning of the story. Except maybe for a gentleman whose name is Adam Neumann, because Adam Neumann was expelled. But his wealth is evaluated at around 1 billion US dollars, which is not bad for a terrible story. Thank you very much.